Hi, this is Linford Morton, and welcome to the bonus for episode 65 of the Shutterbug Life podcast. In this bonus, I'm sharing an old interview that I did, oh, I guess around 2012, somewhere in that time frame, with Corey Woods, who was the owner of Tag Galleries in Baltimore, Maryland. And he came on to talk with us about showing your photography in galleries, preparing your work, and just a whole wide range of things. But there was a segment where he talked about marketing your photography so that you could get it shown, and not just in galleries, but in businesses. And I thought this was really um, complimentary, this section at least, to the conversation we've been having in episodes 64 and 65. And so I'm going to include it here as a bonus, because I think it's going to be helpful if you're still in that space. Now, since we've done this interview, I think Tag Galleries has closed, Tag Galleries closed its doors. And so, unfortunately, you can't follow up with Corey directly on this topic that I know of, but um, it's still good information nonetheless. So, I, I am sharing it with you. Because this interview was initially done as part of a webinar, there were some, we took questions from listeners and I included one of the questions at the end about pricing because I, I'm guessing a lot of us would have questions about that still and that would be helpful. So here is the interview with, uh, Corey Woods of Tag Galleries. We, we've recognized a, a lot of opportunities. Um, you know, some of the things you see here are, are things that we take advantage of as a gallery, but we also recommend to artists that we represent, but also, you know, artists and photographers that come in and ask us about opportunities. And one thing that is extremely uh, relevant and accessible is just your surroundings, local restaurants, offices, coffee shops, uh, venues that essentially all need artwork and decoration. Um, but also having that type of stuff in there adds to, to their local feel, their culture, um, and a sense that, that they're integrating themselves, uh, with the community. So if if you go out, uh, particularly if you're in the city, either DC or Baltimore, you're probably going to find a lot of these places where it's very obvious that they're showcasing and selling artwork. Um, so that is, one opportunity to approach approach people um again um it's always good to have a physical sample with you and once you have one physical sample generally you can do the rest through your digital inventory um which again is great a great thing about photography you'll have a portfolio to share with them um but i also would not hesitate and i'd actually recommend approaching businesses that are not already doing this, um, particularly if you see that they don't have any decorations up. Um, and if you have your own style already set, you can certainly approach them with that. Or if you're open, if you're out there looking for more actual photography work, um, one good thing that we found, particularly with, you know, different industries, uh, we've done stuff with home builders and restaurants where they actually want a photographer to come in and shoot some of their work. Um, if it's a restaurant, they might want shots of 
people dining or their cooks back in the kitchen or some of their prime menu items. And then you have an opportunity not only to get, you know, work as a photographer, but then display those images in their place and, and enhance mm. their atmosphere. Oh, and that's, you know, it can be a little intimidating at, at first, obviously, to approach these people. But, um, you know, one way to combat that if you are, you know, a little bit hesitant is possibly to get together a, a small group. Um, sometimes it's easier to introduce an idea as, you know, a group. You know, we're a group of photographers um, with an array of styles, and we're looking to showcase our work. And a lot of a lot of business owners, particularly small business own, owners, are extremely open mm-hmm. to those type of ideas. Um, and it turns out being really beneficial for them. Um, there's a couple options. One is for them to simply use it as decoration and the other is to sell the work. Um, you know, and obviously that can benefit right. both parties. So, so um, they could, they would just buy it or license it outright just to hang it or, or you sort of give it to them as a lead generator so that they can sell it for you. Okay. Okay. Yep. Good. Yep. Um, so uh, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Now, well, I was going to say there's probably, I'm sure a level of, you know, people on the call that are, you know, everywhere from, from just starting out to really, you know, being, being professional photographers and getting their work out there. Um, so, I mean, I might leave some of this up to question and answer to, to see sure, what people are sure. most interested in, um, display, displaying in galleries. Um, it's always, it's always difficult. Um, galleries are always limited on space. They generally have you know, a lot of submissions. Um, you know, so it's a little more difficult, but having a very good, high quality final product, um, again, that's not just a sales pitch, whether it's from us or somebody else, uh, really mm-hmm. makes the difference. Um, so if you can get at least, you know, pick your favorite one or two pieces, because that's always the, the opening. Um, you know, we have a lot of artists that start out with, they, they have a whole collection, but there's one or two pieces that just connect to everybody that walks in. So if you can get that piece in front of a gallery owner to start out with, um, you know, there's a good chance that you can sell. And I've also heard that when you when you approach that, it helps if you have multiple images that work together as a theme of some kind or um, in, any thoughts on that or does it matter? Yeah, it, it is always, no, that, that's a good point. I mean, it is good to be able to show um, show a collection, show something, again, depending on, on the gallery, something that you can relate to the local um, community, the local market is sometimes a good approach, mm-hmm. um, particularly if you're, you're just starting out. Some galleries, they're going to want to see that you've shown before, um, you know, which is always the tough thing. How do you get right. started if you haven't shown yet? And it, it, that is a good idea to have a collection um, and, and do something. Again, don't go outside of your creative uh, passion. But, you know, for us, we have one photographer that we've been showing for the past year. He does a lot of local Baltimore shots. He does uh, amazing HDR photography, streetscapes of Baltimore, skyline views. And he's honestly been one of the most successful um, artists that we've shown over the last six months to a year. And he's, 
this is his first gallery that he's shown at, and he's side by side with artists that we have that show all over the world and have fifteen or twenty thousand wow. dollar originals. Um, so that's a, a prime example is how he hits the mm-hmm. the market that we're in, um, and there's no there's no denying that. Um, what, what about um, getting, because I, I saw a friend of a friend who she was showing some work at a gallery, but he got the help of an agent of uh, to get it placed. Do you often work with that or suggest that? Or what are your thoughts about that? Um, we don't. I mean, some of the, the higher end artists that we have, they do have management teams or um, owners, or I'm sorry, managers, but... That's, I mean, it's a, it's a tough one. Personally, I think part of my interest in showing an artist is, you know, a personal mm-hmm. connection with them and, and, and showing their work. Um, now, sometimes it's either people don't have the personality for it, which is perfectly acceptable, or they're so busy actually creating their work that they need somebody to help out with on that end. Um, it, you know, for bigger venues, bigger galleries, that may that may be something mm-hmm. that people want to look into. Um, again, you're you're looking at more overhead. You're looking at you know these these managers taking a piece of, of what you have. Um, so generally, we find that kind of in the the mid career artists and photographers that have seen their work valued at at local galleries, um, they're seeing a good response and then they want to try to get it into the bigger venues and, and the right. bigger solo shows. And that's where I think that, that right, may right. be more valuable. Okay. So what do you have here about uh, um, e-commerce? I'm not familiar with yeah. these sites, big, big cartel.com. Yeah. Unfortunately I didn't have a chance to put together a comprehensive list and that's something I'll, I'll try to get over to okay. you in the next few days. Um, so I just threw one example here. Um, you know, these days it's, it's almost essential to have your work, uh, displayed somewhere online and displaying. It's pretty easy. You've got, you know, Flickr, you know, you can even do it on Facebook or social media, but, it's getting to the point where if you're going to display it, you might as well also have it available mm-hmm. for sale. Um, and fortunately we've gotten to a point where you don't have to put several thousand dollars into an e-commerce site and you don't have to know website development at all. Um, so big cartel is one example where, um, if you guys check it out, when you go on, you'll probably notice again, it's, it's more geared toward art and fashion. Um, but that's not really a, an essential part. Um, what they do is they provide a very affordable templates for you to create your own look on your site, um, offer products for sale and process, process payment. And so I recommend everyone check them out, but then also just do, you know, do your basic Google search on, you know, templates or e-commerce templates for photography or for art. Um, but that's that's a good starting point. I don't remember offhand what the how much it costs, but they I th- I believe they have everything from zero dollars if you're just displaying a few things, um, and it still stays relatively affordable even if you want to show fifty to a hundred 
items for sale. Um, and again, you don't need any sort of web development experience here. It pretty much walks you through the process. Uh, you can do basic background changes to give it your own look, um, and then you'll get you'll get your own um, you know John Doe at BigCartel.com, and and now that's a website that you can give out to anybody and offer your work for sale. Um, and I will mention for people who do want to do something like that, we provide back-end printing for hundreds of artists from around the world that have their own websites where they get an order and they can either notify us or they can have an email, have it set up so an email gets shot directly to us. We print and ship it out within two to three days to their customer. Um, so if you do set up an e-commerce site, that's a nice streamlined mm. process. Um, and I think with Big Cartel and some of these others, if you don't want to have the bigcartel.com at the end, you can also pay your to just domain, have your right? own. And I know there. some sites like Zenfolio yeah. or SmugMug Pro will also let you sell e-commerce and have it and do your own fulfillment as well. Yep. So um, lot, there are lots of opportunities out there yep. for that. Yeah, and Smug. Smug Mug visually, mm. I, I like their site a lot. Yeah, they're um, there. I think those two are probably two of the better ones for that kind of thing. Absolutely. All right. So if anyone has, uh, wants to ask a question, you know, people have been typing in their questions. But if you want to come on the line and, and get in the discussion, use the raise your hand feature. And, and then I will unmute you so that we can uh, uh, let you talk with, with uh, Corey directly. Um, so Corey, um, if if I am sort of be, so, uh, while while we're waiting to see if anyone wants to come on the line, if I am in terms of content and what's more marketable, you said you have an artist who who sells a lot of HDR and cityscapes. If I'm if I'm wondering what kinds of um, subjects to shoot, what kinds of things are do you find move best or are most marketable? Yeah, that's uh, it's a good question, and and we are getting we're kind of at our beginning stages of showcasing photography. Um, you know, we've, we've done mostly fine art. Um, we've, again, I think local always does well, local scenes. Um, but I wouldn't want to push anyone to be outside of their creative outlet because the, the other th trap you fall into is eventually local scenes right. start to look the same. Um, you know, and that's why we we've had some great uh, or great uh, photographers come in and showcase you know local Baltimore scenes. But since we're already showing uh, you know one photographer who focuses on that, it's kind of a, a conflict of interest for us, and almost blurs the lines between the individual photographers mm -hmm. if we showcase mm -hmm. too much mm -hmm. of the same thing. Um, so yeah, that that's a little more difficult question if you're looking at it from marketability perspective. Um, I would say, you know, local things work well, but I would go with, with your passion for, for what you like to shoot first and, you know, sell that to the, to the, that's, that's good advice. Hi, hi, Brenda. Hi, I just have a question. How do you figure out how much to charge for your photographs when you want to sell them? I know you <laughs> that, have to, recoup, that... you have to recoup your cost, but how how do you decide you know what to charge after that? Yeah, it is a good question, and part of that depends on you know obviously the market that you have available to sell to. Um, 
you know, as a, as a general rule, I would think you, you always want to be able to double up, um, your money, at least on your purchase, you know, so if you're purchasing a, a canvas print for $75, you want to be able to price it at 150. Um, and I, and I think when you see kind of the quality of a, a solid 18 by 24 inch or 20 by 30 inch canvas, you'll see that the, the value is definitely there. Um, it's definitely worthy if the, if the image is a solid one to, to start by doubling up um, and as it gets more re- recognizable, you know, certainly you can you can go up from there. Um, you know, we we do back end printing for photographers that sell, you know, pieces for seven hundred fifty thousand um, dollars and do quite well with it. But but starting up or starting out, I would say probably look to double what you're paying for the print. Um, and then there's always ways to kind of embellish that if you have. If you're ever doing uh, an event or a venue where the, you're there in person, that's always an added value um, when you can speak to people um, and build a personal connection that you know gives the work a little more value. Um, and you can also make your prints limited edition, um, which brings some more value. So decide you're only going to do 25 or 50 um, of these prints and then sign a number each one, and that gives it a little added value as well. So sign them. Yeah, I, w- I would recommend signing your. Pr- if you're selling them yourself um, in person, I think a signature is always nice. Um, if you're kind of if you've got a good market and you're kind of mass producing them or you're selling them through a lot of different outlets, um, it may not be as necessary. Or if you're doing kind of a simple online um, e-commerce site and and you want to, let's say, have a printer just ship them directly to your customer, then you may want to skip it. Um, but if you're doing like a festival or a special event, then it's... So what is that, just a Sharpie, or is it something, a special pen you would need for that surface? Uh, you, can, you can do a Sharpie. Um, we do... So we put, basically, I, I didn't describe this, but with our canvases, we print it on the raw canvas, we let it dry overnight, and then we put a custom varnish on top of it, um, which you can get as either a high gloss or a semi-gloss or a matte finish. Um, and you can either, for the sake of most people, it's going to make most sense to sign the final product, or else you know you've got to kind of come in mid mid process. Um, you probably, in that case, if you're signing over a high gloss, want to do um, a paint marker. And there's a couple of different brands of those, but um, yeah, paint marker. One one company is called Crink, K R I N K, and they make pretty, hmm. okay, pretty good cool. ones. Hi, right, Brenda. Did he answer your question, Brenda? Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Brenda. Yes, Take very care. much. Thank you very much. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. All right, good stuff. Thanks again for listening to this bonus episode of the Shutterbug Life podcast for episode 65, and it wraps up our series on how to hang a photography show in your own neighborhood with your own neighborhood businesses and municipalities and other locations like that. All right. Hope that was helpful for you. Of course, if you 
have comments, you can always leave them in the show notes for episode 65, shutterbooklife.com forward slash podcast. And then in the little search bar, hit zero six, put zero six five, and that should bring this episode right up and you can leave your comments there. And of course, remember, you can always join us every week by subscribing, shutterbooklife.com forward slash subscribe. And uh, going to iTunes at itunes.shutterbuglife.com. All right. Thank you so much for listening into this bonus episode. Have a great week. And whatever you do, enjoy your Shutterbug life. Take care. 